Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of NBA DFS Today. I am your host Keith Cork and uh, hey I did pretty well on this slate tonight. Um, ended up like uh, in the 300s of a I think 20,000 person GPP. So nice little hit there for me and we're gonna do this again. We're gonna try to try to get you guys the winning lineup again. Uh, now this one is a bigger slate. It is a seven game uh, main slate. For Sunday, obviously, there's an earlier game that is not a part of the slate, uh, and the teams are escaping me at the moment, but I'll be able to tell you in a second here. Uh, Portland Trailblazers and Milwaukee Bucks. I am super bummed I don't get to play that 12.5 spread game. Uh, yeah, probably would have had much interest in that game anyways. I'm probably just going to stick to this one. I did play the earlier slate um, today, uh, with today being Saturday. I played the earlier slate um, with several lineups and um, did pretty decently. Uh, I think I ended up breaking even on that slate, and then uh, my later slate here uh, had some had some nice dingers. Not not the big dinger yet. I'll, I'm gonna share that when that happens. It's coming. It's a long season, and we all have our ups and downs. But uh, that that big one is coming. Anyways, if you guys don't already follow, don't follow at EthosFancyBK on Twitter at EthosFancyBK. I just got done on the blurb feed there, blurbing all those games uh, tonight and uh, providing my insights. My insights are free there. For every single game that I blurb when it comes to season long fantasy. So you should go follow at Ethos Fantasy BK. And let's get to it, man. Let's talk about some DFS. Um, you know, some interesting games here on the slate. Uh, some interesting developments from the games tonight. First of all, we've got Atlanta and at Boston. And uh, I do want to talk about this one because I do think uh, Atlanta's got some issues here with Jalen Johnson uh, leaving this game. With a left wrist injury. Um, stole the ball from Kyle Kuzma. Went to go dunk it in transition. And fell down. Hurt his left wrist. Was shaking it. Didn't didn't look um, at all comfortable. As he left the court. No news yet. I don't think. I mean I'll refresh my feed here. And see if maybe something popped up. While I've been uh, talking to you all. But uh, no news yet, on if he's, news yet. On if he's going to miss some additional time. With this being a back-to-back and him leaving that game, I think there's a good chance he does miss this game at least. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. That's how I'm going to operate here. That's how I'm going to look at this Atlanta Hawks team. So um, if we do get that news tomorrow morning, the way I'm looking at this, I mean, there's some very clear guys here. Um, Sadiq Bey at 5,300 is the uh, probably the most obvious that's going to step into uh, probably that starter role. And uh, against Boston, the, the Hawks are going to need all the shooting they can get kind of space that floor and, uh, you know, three-point shooting to, to come back from a deficit most likely. So uh, I do think Shadik Bay is a very solid uh, pick here. I think obviously Bogdan Bogdanovich will also get some additional usage in minutes without uh, Jalen Johnson in the lineup. And like I say, again, that's how I'm operating here as I'm operating as he's going to be out. If he does play, it is the Boston Celtics. Uh, I don't know if I have a ton of interest in these Atlanta Hawks, honestly. But if Jalen Johnson is out, I do like those guys. On the other side, for Boston, we also have some fellas out. Some fellas. Kristaps Porzingis is out um, with a... I don't even remember what he had. He had a calf injury. Uh, I believe he had an MRI done. And I don't think... Uh, oh, still uncertain. We're still waiting. I don't think it's serious. Um, I have no real scientific reason to believe that. Um, just, I believe I saw Porzingis said... You know, he'll be fine, and it wasn't that big of a deal. 
So hopefully that is the case. I know Drew Holiday is also doubtful. So, you know, pretty simply here, um, L. Horford, I think, is a really nice play. Uh, I know it's going against Capella and Akangu, so people are going to be scared off by that. But L. Horford has good games in uh, games where it's not necessarily the best environment for a center. Uh, you know, I'll point to against Philadelphia, against, uh, you know, Joel Embiid and, and the Sixers. Played 29 minutes, had 40.5 DK points, and that was back on the 15th of November. Um, you know, he hasn't had any other really, like, big games. But he's got that ability to play against any other center. And the thing is, on offense, he, he doesn't, like, bang down low and, and try to, you know, score with his back to the basket. He's a spot-up shooter pretty much at this point in his career. Spots up at three-point line, um, you know, catches the ball in the mid-range, makes a move or two and, and jump and then into a jump shot. That's kind of his game now. So I do like me some Al Horford at 6000 I think the price tag probably scares some people off. Um, one guy we did see with, with Drew Holiday missing the last one that got a little bit of a bump is Derek White, 6500 So if Drew Holiday doesn't suit up, I do like some Derek White. Um, the most uh, obvious and the guy that probably is going to be over-owned, so I'm probably not going to have a lot of him, maybe not any of him actually, but Peyton Pritchard at 4900 He probably should get into this game uh, without Drew Holiday there, and it's going to bite me. Of course, I'm going to say don't play him. And of course, he's going to go off for like, uh, I don't know, 25 points and 8 assists or something like that. It's just going to happen. But uh, but personally, I am not playing him. Uh, I understand if you do. And I think there is some increased opportunity there. So that's that game. Uh, let's talk about Minnesota and Memphis. Um, so I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't give you the... So 7.5 point spread for that. If you have the Celtics, 235 is that game total. Uh, Minnesota and Memphis, 217 is the game total and 7 points spread. I, I think that's that that total is just ridiculously spawn. I'm going to actually go bet that here once we drop. So so there you go. There's a free bet from the wager pass, which is only 15 bucks a month, by the way. Sportsethos.com. Go grab it. Um, but I do think, you know, um, this game will probably go over 217. I think it's going to be a pretty nice environment, actually, uh, for scoring. And on the Minnesota side, uh, I love me some Anthony Edwards. Love it. Uh, against a Memphis team that's um, struggling to find any kind of identity, not playing good defense at all, even their best defender, Jaron Jackson Jr., not playing well by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so yeah, that's it. I like me some Anthony Edwards. The other guy I want to mention here, um, no, J- no, Jaden McDaniels. Uh, I still, I'm, I can't, I, you're going to hate me. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're going to hate me. Uh, but it's going to be Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, 4,800. I got to go back to him. I know he's just had two crappy games. And you're going to say, why are you going back to this guy? He's at 18.275 and 11.25 DK points in the last two games. And honestly, this makes me want him more. This makes me want him more because it, it just, when he hits that 28, 29, 30 DK point game, no one's going to have him. Um, and that's fine. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that edge. And I, I, I really do think, you know, I'm not going to um, overweight the last two games. He only had 18 minutes in the last one. Just not not a good game. Uh, 28 minutes in the one before that against Philadelphia. And that's what's sticking out to me here. So, you know, hopefully he can get closer to those minutes and he can actually produce some stats for us. Uh, on the Memphis side, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's pass. I mean, I just, I don't know. I can't trust any of these guys. I mean, you want to go with Zaire Williams or 
uh, David Roddy uh, or Gilliard. Uh, I mean, go for it. I, that's fine. It's a seven-game slate. I don't think you have to take stabs like that. Um, one guy I will highlight here a little bit is Derek Rose, who had a pretty decent game in the last one, 22 minutes. I think that the minutes are just going to be held in check too much, though, that I just can't. If I knew that he was going to get, you know, 28 to 30 minutes, then yeah. But I think those minutes are just a little bit too low. Um, he's just not going to be able to produce for us. So so it, it's just a pass on the Grizzlies for me. Um, Charlotte Hornets are interesting in the fact that they have Terry Rozier and P.J. Washington coming back. Uh, P.J., uh, quick note, my best friend Henry, shout out Henry, um, likes to call him uh, Piss Jug Washington. It just, it's just a silly thing that got stuck in his head one day, and now that's all I ever think about when I think of P.J. Washington. Piss, old Piss Jug, old Piss Jug Washington. Um, but no, I do think, uh, actually, if you do want to play somebody on this Charlotte squad, that's actually the guy I'd go with. Old Piss Jug. Um, at 6,400, but the, the reason being Nick Richards, the backup center, is going to be out in this one, and um, they really have nobody else, the Hornets, uh, to play that backup center position. So it's probably going to be P.J. that's going to pick up a few extra minutes there. So if you wanted to get somebody, um, you know, from that team on your squad, that's who I'd go with. Um, but I do think with Rozier coming back, you know, that kind of limits the upside of guys like uh, like Miles Bridges, Lamelo Ball, um, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Miller. These guys that we've been rostering left and right, I just don't think I can go to them anymore. Uh, with specifically with Terry Rozier back, the score Terry Rozier because he's going to take so many shots away from those guys. Uh, on the Orlando side, um, equally just not, I mean, I know this is a good matchup here. I just don't, nothing excites me here. If you want to go, uh, you know, with the narrative that the Hornets aren't good against the center position, you got to go with Hadze and uh, Mo Wagner, um, who are 5,200 and 5,000 respectively. Um, it's fine. I, I don't see a problem with it, but I'm not, I'm not in love with it. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not for me. I think, I think a lot of people will probably go to that just because of what we know about the Hornets and their their struggles against center position. And with that ownership piece added on to the fact that I'm not even super excited about it to begin with, I just I just don't 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 find myself getting there. So, um, the Suns in the Knicks. I just want to mention this real quick because we are waiting on some injury news for Kevin Durant. He is questionable with a foot injury. Huge news, obviously. If he is out, there are tons of guys that we can pretty much go to here. I mean, obviously, Devin Booker uh, becomes that dude. And 10-1 is a price, a pricey price. It's a pricey price. It's a high price to pay, but um, still worth it. Um, not interested in Nurkic, even if Kevin Durant's out. But obviously, Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, uh, you know, Nazir Little. These are all guys uh, we can look at, um, uh, Kata Bates Diop, um, that we can look at to slide into our lineups as kind of a flyer, I guess, if we get that news that Durant is out. So, uh, maybe even some Josh Kogi. Maybe. In like a super pivot, but yeah. Uh, the Knicks, I'm feeling the Knicks here. I think, you know, um, with the pricing and... The fact that the Suns are not as good of a defensive team as they once were. Um, I'm actually pretty interested in some of these Knicks players. Uh, Jalen Brunson, 8,100, pops out to me as a really nice and solid, uh, you know, play uh, at a very decent price. Um, you know, potential to have 50 plus DK points and probably, you know, a, a pretty 
decent floor of 35-ish DK points in this kind of game. So, you know, 35 to 50 DK points, 8,100. I mean, I don't think it's exciting, but I do think that it's a very solid play. Uh, Julius Randall, I'd probably put in that same boat, 8,500 for him. I prefer Brunson because of the obvious small savings in price and because of the fact that I like a lot of forwards on the slate. And obviously Julius Randall is a forward slash center. I like a lot of centers and forwards on the slate, so just not um, super into Randall here. More into Brunson. That's really it for the New York side, though. I think I'd, I'd want to go to the Stars, and that'll about do me. Uh, okay, my Chicago Bulls. Oh, I just don't even, like, it just makes me sad to even think about the Bulls right now. Uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so we do have Zach Levine questionable. I expect him to play. Um I've said this before in our Discord, you know, there's really no incentive for him not to play. Even if he wants to be out of Chicago, I mean, he still has to play well and continue to attract suitors and, and make people think, oh man, this guy going for 36 points, 51 points, whatever it is, maybe he can bring that extra edge to our team and help us win. So, uh, you know, I, I think he does play. It's a tough matchup against the Nets. 7,500 is still a decent price. I don't mind getting some Zach Levine lineups there, uh, assuming he does play, obviously. No Levine, um, you know, I'm skipping over DeRozan. I just, DeRozan doesn't have that ceiling this year, it looks like. I don't um, I don't think there's an injury. I just think it's the fact that they're getting Kobe White a lot of shots. They're trying to get Vooch involved. They're trying to get, you know, shooters involved. They're trying to shoot more threes. So uh, it's, it's just that the, the offense is kind of pivoting away off of DeRozan and off of that ISO play. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but the ISO plays for DeRozan are down like five or six percent this year, which um, is a big deal. It's a big, big difference. So that's where he likes to score. That's not where he's getting less opportunities now. If it were me running the Bulls, I would probably look to move him sooner rather than later. Um, I would have looked to move him a year and a half, two years ago. Like I was telling them to, but that didn't happen. So um, I'm not looking at DeRozan. Kobe White at 5,500 if there's no Zach Levine is interesting for sure. Uh, we do also have Caruso. He didn't practice and he's questionable. So more um, on the side of doubtful probably, but we'll have to keep our eye on it. If he does not play, probably some Ayo Desumu, and I'll probably end up getting him in my lineups here because um, I do like this, uh, this guard matchup uh, with Ayo. Um, against, you know, Mikhail Bridges, and I don't think Desmond Jr. I think is injured, but um, who, who even else plays there? Oh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth. I mean, you know, I, I think these are decent matchups for him to go out there and play defense on these guys. I don't think there's a huge ceiling with Io, honestly. Uh, not if he's going to be, like, not the starting center like he was, or starting point guard like he was uh, when we all were rostering him during DFS last season. He was getting a lot of assists, which I just don't I don't see that happening with his current role. But at 3,800, I mean, you know, it's a seven-game slate. You know, you probably don't need to go there, honestly. Um, I don't want to call him a smash play or anything like that, but I think he can go there. Um, what even is the, the spread here? That's a, that's a good question here. Uh, spread on this Bulls game uh, and Nets game is 2.5 in favor of the Nets. Um, I'd probably be betting on the Nets here. Um 214.5 is the game total. It's pretty low. 
But that could be because of all the questionable guys on the Chicago side with Caruso and, and Levine. Questionable. And the fact that the Bulls have been really bad on offense. And, I mean, they can't be that bad. They're not. They've got the, the talent. So I, I really don't understand why they've been that bad. I'm trying to figure it out. Is it just shooting very, you know, is it shooting a, 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 because, you know, there's some variance in, in, in shots falling down? Um, has it just been un, be, them being unlucky, basically? I don't know. You know, it's been something. But they've been bad. Uh, the Brooklyn sides where my main main interest is uh, in this game. And I think all these plays are pretty pretty decent. You know, Mikel Bridges, 8,200 is fine. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie at 7,100 is fine. I like, I like that too. Uh, the main guy I'm looking at, though, on the uh, Nets is Nicholas Claxton at 6,200. Um, just had a really nice game. Um, had a couple of really nice games, actually, in a row. He's, he's averaging something around, like, uh, here, let me see if I can see if... Uh, um, last uh, last 10 days, four games, he's averaging 34, 34.3 DK points, which is really nice at 6,200. I'll, I'll take that all day. Um, and it is a nice matchup, you know. Vuce, uh, Vucevic has just given up on defense. I mean, that's the main problem with the Bulls is that their defense, they just they, they get so disheartened because they just give up such easy baskets. And it's individual players, it's lack of cohesion on the defensive end, it's a lot of different things, but in the at the end of the day, uh, if Vooch isn't going to put that effort forward, you've got a really high-energy guy in Nick Klax, I think you can walk all over uh, Vucevic in these bowls. So um, I do like Mason Nicholas Claxton a whole heck of a lot. Only had 24 minutes in that last one, by the way, because they were winning uh, against the Miami Heat, who weren't really playing to win. So I do like me some Nicholas Claxton for sure. Uh, Cam Johnson, 6,000. Really nice. I, I have a lot of other forwards I like, though, so I didn't end up with him in my lineup, but also a really nice option as well from that game. So I think you can stack a couple of Brooklyn Nets guys if you want. I end up with just Claxton, but I totally get it if you want to stack a few of those guys. Um, okay, Toronto at Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I mean, pass probably. I'm probably not going to. I mean, 1.5-point spread, 219.5 is the game total. I think you can for sure get some uh, you know, pivots in this game that other people aren't going to have. One guy I do like a whole lot on the Cleveland side is Craig Porter Jr. Uh, if you know we get the news that Garland with that neck strain isn't going to play, he had to come out of the game on Saturday, so Sunday he may not play. And if that is the case, then it's probably going to be Craig Porter Jr. who had like, uh, I think he had nine points in the fourth quarter tonight of his eleven. Uh, and really didn't get in until uh, until we knew Darius Garland was out. And that's because Donovan Mitchell's back. Um, that's the other thing is I do think Donovan Mitchell has a chance to sit this one. Just came back from uh, a hamstring injury. And this is a back-to-back. Played 35 minutes in the, in the first game of the back-to-back. So I could very easily see Mitchell sitting in this one. Um, you know, especially if Garland's out, I guess. And if that's the case, then you're probably getting Craig Porter Jr. You're probably going to get... Uh, Karis LeVert, you know, obviously Mike Struess, 6,500. I think Karis LeVert's the, the chalky play. Max Struess is the pivot. We just saw a big game from Jared Allen, and I know the Raptors aren't good against the center position, but I, I just, I don't trust it. Mm-mm. I'm not going to Jared Allen. There's other centers I like more. Um, I already mentioned two of them in Horford and Claxton, so... Um, yeah, not, not, not going to Jared Allen, but those other guys, um, you know, if we end up getting the news that 
Garland and Mitchell are out, there are some interest there for sure. I'll end up with at least one of those guys in all of my lineups. Um, last one here, and not the most exciting one, but San Antonio Spurs at the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets. Uh, 11.5 points is the spread in favor of the Nuggets. And 228.5 is the game total. Now, the Nuggets have been struggling without Jamal Murray in the lineup there. Um, you know, without that second kind of offensive weapon. Had some guys step up here and there, but ultimately, it's been a bit of a letdown for them since that's happened. So, um, first of all, on the Spurs side, you know, th this is not a good matchup. So, and everyone's healthy now. So, I really don't see any reason to play any of these Spurs, to be honest with you. If you do, you're being a contrarian, and that's fine in a large field GPP. Uh, you want to roll some Zach Collins because you're like, oh, no one's going to, I mean, he's going to have very low ownership. No one wants to play a guy going against Jokic. So Zach Collins, uh, 6,500, really, really nice large field GPP pivot. Um, a guy called Johnson, 7,100, same thing. Victor Wimanyama, he's expensive. I really, I just don't see how you get there. 8,900 is his, his price tag there. Um, I mean, he puts up nice lines, but mm, I don't know. I don't know. Not feeling it. Just for some reason, just not feeling that one. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to... Uh, I can't really lobby for many of these. I've Devin Vassell, 6300. Another kind of pivot there, but I can't really lob lobby for any of these other guys. On the other side, though, for Denver, I mean, uh, Jokic is supposedly probable. They list all these guys probable. They listed Jokic and Gordon and Jackson as probable. Um, I do expect them to play. They have lost... I think they've lost a few in a row, if I recall correctly. Let me see here. Uh, they have lost two in a row. Yep. And they've lost, it looks like, four of their last five. Yep. So four of their last five have been L's. So they're probably looking for a W here. So I would expect those guys to suit up. I think Jokic is a nice play. I think Michael Porter Jr. is a very nice play on this slate. 6,900 is his salary. Um, Aaron Gordon, also a nice play on this slate. 6,800. I'm not going to go Reggie Jackson. The one that interests me here, uh, one little beat, bit that interests me here from the Denver Nuggets is that Kemtavius Caldwell-Pope. Uh, oh, never mind. Sorry. He's listed as probable. I thought he was listed as questionable. Now I'm confused. Um, Reggie Jackson's probable as well. Uh, okay, so they're all probable. Never mind. I thought, okay, that must have been updated at some point. Well, anyways, forget what I was going to say. Uh, if Kemtavius Caldwell-Pope, uh, if I'm right about this and he's actually questionable and not um, probable... And now I have to pull up the injury report again because I could have swore. I looked at this two hours ago and that's what it said. So sorry, guys. Some live research happening right now from your guy, Keith. And you can follow me on Twitter, at EthosKeith, while I do all this. Okay, he is probable on the official injury report. So there you go. So, um, scratch what I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say if he is out, uh, Christian Brown really uh, interests me. But it looks like he's going to be in. So never mind on that. That's going to do it for us, guys. As I walked you kind of quickly through just my initial thoughts on seven games there. That's my initial thoughts, just looking through for like maybe 45 minutes to an hour uh, and just kind of thinking about, you know, who's going to be important in what matchup, what these teams are trying to accomplish in those matchups, what their flight schedule and, um, you know, playing schedule looks like um, and all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, taking all that into account, those are the guys that jump out to me. Obviously, as we continue to look at this and, and hear more news, 
more things will open up. You're going to want to get that DFS pass, five bucks a month, to go ahead and uh, get some insights as that stuff happens. So uh, go get it. It's at sportsethos.com. Anyways, appreciate everybody listening out there. If you are listening, go ahead and please give me a like, give me a review wherever you're listening. Subscribe. Uh, I am Keith Cork again on Twitter at ethoskeith, at ethosfantasybk, and at ethosdfs are some uh, other accounts you can follow. And hey, until next time, guys, go get that money.